Welcome to WLNM, the web novel and manga review hosted by Zeke Changuris. Welcome to WLNM, the web, light novel, and manga review. We are dedicated to bringing our listeners the very special artists and writers that are part of this amazing explosion of creativity, giving us stories to entertain and inspire us. We'd like to welcome today, Akos Istoth, Istoth, the author of the eight-volume original English light novel series, Aseki Monster, a story about... Uh, that takes place in a typical fantasy world overrun with heroes and demons and a not-so-typical princess and her not-so-typical hero. So welcome to the show. Uh, so tell me a little bit about this uh, story of yours. Well, uh, after reading a lot of Japanese light novels, mostly transported to another world, I was simply compelled to write my own and do it differently, but I'm, you can't do it completely differently or else it's not the same genre. So very hard deciding what I wanted to change and what not to. So you're saying that it's, um, and I think what you're talking about is what some people would is some people criticize about the aseki genre when they're always like oh well it's been done it's a genre it's there are certain there are certain tropes there are certain things that has that happen in this in these stories that make them part of a genre and the interesting part to me has always been how how has the author made things different um what is some of the what is the different way that you've approached this Well, one of the biggest things that I believe I've done is uh, not following the protagonist's entire thought process, like focusing a one-person perspective, first-person perspective. And uh, I mean, there are other stories that go around and give you some characters' perspectives sometimes, but I felt that uh, following a lot of different characters fleshed out the world better especially since a number of characters don't really act or don't they are not actually the way that they act which is another thing that the protagonist is they're essentially faking a they're essentially wearing a mask i should say okay all right i i, I get it i mean it's um that idea that uh you know it is a great theme to me. I, I like that theme of people wearing masks and that, you know, who are we when it's all said and done? Uh, are we honest with ourselves? Are we honest about ourselves? Is that who everybody else sees us? Because I know the kids that I teach in high school, even though I try and be authentic, I am not necessarily the same person when I am Mr. Changuris, the teacher, that I am when I'm at home. So it's, yeah, I, I, I like that idea. Exactly. Like some, certain people will have completely different views of you and it's not always just because how you act, but it's how they perceive you. Exactly. 
and people can control that to a degree. It takes a lot of skill sometimes. I know many of us have through high school probably uh, got, that's where we got started at uh, putting up that um, illusion of who we are or who we want people to see us to be. Exactly. So you After seem to have people for years. Yeah, you seem yeah. to have uh, hit a. I mean, you hit a groove when you started this. Uh, you created eight books in this series. Um, was it something that you expected that you were going to go on this long, or was it something that you were planning on? I'm going to write till it's done. I hadn't planned to just write till I was done. When I started writing, I had a relatively long narrative. I believed it would be around 10 novels, but uh, when I started writing over a year ago, the essentially an outline, or that might not be right, a prototype, I guess, of it. Like, it ended up getting to around 12 novels, and that was, I didn't even end up finishing that before I decided to go back and start rewriting to publish. Okay. And then, yeah, it exploded again from there. <laughs> there are many of us who would be, who would feel blessed if we were uh, given the inspiration to explode over the page like that. Uh, it's, it, it, it truly is a talent when you've got a, uh, that much of a story to tell us. Um, so what got you started in writing? Were you an early writer or was this something that you came into uh, later? I mean, I wrote in school like everyone else. Um, I wouldn't exactly say I was great at it or truly enjoyed it. I believe I did it better than most. Uh, I think simply being able to finish a lot of assignments just uh, made it feel not as difficult to me. Okay. Uh, where did you cut your teeth on fiction? I mean, did you, what, what were your early stories like? <laughs> uh, fanfic the, is okay. This is a safe place if you are a fanfic writer. Don't worry. No, no. I've read a lot of those. I've never actually been compelled to write one. I've thought of a lot, done a little musings in my mind, uh, talking with family about theoretical timelines or whatnot for various anime stories and whatnot. Um, the earliest writing was probably back in high school, and it was just a I believe it was an isekai as well. It was a similar thing to Digimon, a bunch of kids transported, and then they uh, they get partners essentially. So it was a it was a riff off Digimon, a little short story from that around that time when Digimon first came out. But that was probably one of the first short stories I ever wrote. And looking back, are is it? what you would consider the cringy worthiness of your youth or you're like, yeah, I might come back to this story one day. 
uh yeah it was definitely cringeworthy it was uh, <laughs> a little a little too much of a ripoff i would say okay yeah there was there was not a lot of deviation <laughs> like looking back on it i might have just been rushing to finish an assignment with something that what i had something that i really liked at the time okay yeah. uh, so what uh what inspires you to write are you one of those people that need inspiration to start creating or are those stories just like swimming around in the soup of your brain and they just want to pour out i would have to say both okay there are times where i am compelled to write usually when i'm ruminating on certain things and yeah things just start boiling over in my mind and i have to write it out and it doesn't always come out perfect or even necessarily good but uh at the very least it sometimes helps as a jumping off point and then the other times it's just i'm reading so much that uh It just sort of falls into place. I wouldn't exactly call it inspiration, just like, oh, one plus one equals two. Right. Just do you something also, that makes sense. Do you also find that that inspiration comes to you at the most inopportune times? I usually get inspired when I've got my hands full with 10 other things. Uh, usually, mm, I'd have to say it's about 50-50. Okay. There are times where I'll just pull out the laptop and start typing away, and other times it's just like, oh, I can't do anything right now. I hope I remember. Yeah, my, my, first, uh, my first novel was written uh, during break time at work. Uh, my first career was in journalism. And in journalism, the, story, the way things work is it's hurry up and wait. And so I'd hurry to whatever the assignment was, press conference or whatever, and end up waiting for the thing to start. And so I would write while I was waiting for whatever event that I was covering to happen. So, yeah, I did a lot of writing it during my paid hours at work, but I wasn't going to do anything else. Yeah, uh, I worked as a child care worker. And uh, it was a group home, so in the night, kids are sleeping, so I'd start writing then. Or now, babysitting, and again, kids sleeping, and I start writing. Yeah. Yeah, the, my, uh, my sister actually worked in a similar setting. At a, uh, she worked as an uh, on-site uh, part-time live-in for the West Virginia School of the Deaf and Blind. So, yeah, it was one of those where when the kids went to bed, she had some time and she would do her homework for her uh, for her master's classes. The, yeah. What what about this universe? Uh, this universe you created, uh, do you think sets it apart from other universes? Uh, what's the thing that, I that, mean, that, 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 yeah, go ahead. Yeah. 
there's um yeah there's a lot of stuff that i believe is going to change people's perspective with book nine okay but um other than that there's a one of the things that i really wanted to emphasize is that it is a different world it's not just oh back in time or anything it is a completely different world people have different views on norms and morals and just everything uh, which is something i i've always found interesting and i know as part of the uh, anime and light novel community that it's always um it seems anachronistic when you see japanese customs in another world which in itself probably could be an entire light novel series because you have them, they, they still, they're in another world, but everyone's still bowing and using, um, uh, using honorifics. Exactly. Little things like that. I mean, there's uh, a number of those things incorporated into my world, but the world itself, it is affected and it grew because of their heroes that were summoned for okay for just you give a, a rationale yeah. yeah and it's also not exactly like it it doesn't follow any exact point in time but there are definite things that you will notice that obviously came from our world and it's because of that because the heroes bring their own culture when they are brought over and all the heroes they're like demigods to those people well i mean what that's a uh, pretty good for a, uh, a pretty good uh, reason to want to be uh, a sekid because almost always it works out pretty good almost always that is apt <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there are times when it doesn't but then it turns itself around and it ends up pretty good uh I, i'm thinking of uh in Ari Fuerta, you know, he does go through hell, but he ends up with one hell of a harem. So Yeah, then you have uh Shield Hero as well. Yes. Yep. And uh you can only assume it's probably going to end up well for Subaru in ReZero. We can hope, but I think his point in life is to suffer. I mean yeah. all he does is suffer. He's it's like the out of all the Asekid people, he's he's the one I'd least want to be. Um, I think exactly. I'd, I'd uh, rather be um, Kazuma. Oh, of course, Kazuma has it easy. He's just he's just <laughs> Kazuma. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I'd rather be Kazuma uh, and, than uh, than in Subaru's Subaru's hands. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Definitely. Um. So let's see. Uh, how is your writing process? Is it one of mapping everything out, or are you more of a discovery writer where you just let the characters lead you? Um, again, I would have to say both because I had a, an, an outline in my mind. And then as I was writing that, things started changing. And yeah, after a certain point, stuff started 
changing so much. And then looking back, it was obvious that it was set up for this from the very beginning. And I did not plan some of this stuff and it freaked me out. But well, but don't you love that? That's one of my favorite things in oh, the writing yes. no, process. I loved it. I loved it. It was just kind of scary not realizing that like my subconscious or whatever had done this. It's just like, what kind of eldritch being is talking to me or whatnot? Yeah, I, I had an emotional breakdown when that happened in my first novel. Uh, I just, I came to a really realization that this is why something happened. And then I was apologizing out loud to a character as I was putting it down on the page. So, <laughs> yeah, it's, it, it's one of my favorite experiences when it comes to being, uh, when it comes to writing, is when a story takes you a place you never figured it would take you. It's, you, you think that you're the god of that world, but I guess even god can be surprised sometimes. Yeah, it's like, yes, you're the god of this world, but like one of many. Yes. <laughs> do you do a lot of drafts? Or are you, or are you a, a hardcore edit-as-you-go kind of person? Uh, I guess it's edit-as-I-go. I wrote essentially the entire story, and then I went back and started editing it. And that's when it starts ballooning. Okay. Yeah. And it's mostly because like by the time I got to the end, I had realized all the changes that I didn't realize. So I didn't want them to be, what is it? Uh, I didn't want them to be too twisty. So I tried to uh, foreshadow better. Okay. Hopefully that comes across with book nine. That way you don't get the, uh, plot device convenience by if you exactly of, yeah plot armor because you just if you didn't set any of that up earlier in the story for it to come back uh, no. it, yeah you, you no sometimes people get a little twists. hostile to those sudden twists cute organ exactly. music um, so uh let's see What's your favorite kind of scene to write? What do, you, what do you really like writing? Are you a dialogue guy, an action guy? What, what kind of scene? What kind of scene? Uh, I'd probably actually be a dialogue. Okay. I'm not that good on fight scenes. At least I don't feel I am. I visualize them a lot better than I can put them to words. Yeah, that, that, I find I struggle with that too. Um, so I, I think, you know, it'd be nice if there was someone out there who could really help any, all of us with that, you know, how do you do a, uh, the, how do you choreograph a fight scene on the page? Uh, yeah. The, yeah. Uh, it, it's just a, it's a hard thing. It's easy to visualize, but no, I mean, if you think about it, it could take you five minutes to read a fight scene in some of these books and in the end it's really just if, if you you actually acted it out it probably would only take like 10 seconds yeah you're visualizing it going all forever the fight scenes in anime and then it's realistically it's only a couple paragraphs yeah because everybody's moving so fast and you can't even see some of the stuff that's going on yeah so 
Um, what authors uh, do you admire? Is, is there some sort of uh, uh, touchstone for you for when it comes to writing, when you're like, you know what, I want to write like this guy or this gal? Oh, writing like someone? Well, it, I, I, I grew up as a big fan of Lucy Maud Montgomery and F. Scott Fitzgerald. And I, I, and by reading a lot of stories like theirs, it really ended up influencing how I approached writing. So is there something like that in, in your case? Uh, a single author that I would have to say would be Christopher Pike. I read a lot of his books when I was younger. And as an author, I would probably say I try to write like him. Okay. Yes, I believe I'm usually inspired by a lot of the light novel authors, but um, I very specifically try to not write like them. Just it's, uh, yeah, it's just something I didn't want to do with this book specifically, this entire series. Okay. So what is, so as we keep moving on, um, now that you mentioned light novel series is, uh, what do you think, uh, what, what is the, a series that, uh, you've really enjoyed? I mean, really I personally have been reading a realist hero nonstop for the last month. I'm plowing through the books at a, uh, at a, uh, ridiculous pace. Oh, well, I've read a lot of light novels. Ones that I really enjoy from the more recently would definitely be Ascendance of a Bookworm. Yeah. Uh, mine is just adorable. Yes, she is. And uh, I love her little antics. Yeah. And I, it's a much more enjoyable read than a lot of other things. Yes, I can see that. Hell, I, I, though I did get really excited today because uh, my uh, paper copy of uh, I told you to make my abilities average in the next life. I just oh, got yes. my paper, my, my, my paperback own. copy yes. of the, of the uh, brand new, the, the latest paperback version to come out. So uh, I was like, oh, yes. I was actually reading like three or four pages before uh, I set everything up. <laughs> here oh, yeah, that one's good I read oh, the, the, the digital yes uh, mile is definitely one of the other ones i read it's a it's a really good just sit down and chill read yes it's a it's one of those worlds that you know or you're relatively sure nothing's ever really going to go bad for them yes so so you're never worried i guess which is yeah. different from mine like there are times where i'm you you get not scared but worried well so. her world mine's world kind of pisses me off but there are a lot of worlds where there are there's uh that um social stratification that really really rubs me the wrong way yes uh that's burn the, the, thing that's burn the world down and start again <laughs> yeah if only it was that easy <laughs> 
I mean, I'm sure there are a couple isekais that that exactly happens. Yeah. I mean, uh, actually, one of my characters, I've been really wanting to do an origin for one of the side characters, where he essentially does that. He's his whole story is that he was summoned and he completely tears down the government and everything and rebuilds their entire social structure and governments exactly has how he believes it would have it should work and would work best for everybody. Uh, and I, as far as he knows, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, it it it, it, it something similar happens in Realist Hero because he's a second to this world uh and uh he has it like a degree in um it's like social policy or something like that and yes, so and his favorite author or no no not favorite uh, uh, one Ma- of the authors i was talking about was machiavellia yes yeah yeah, yeah. I, I really like that too reading realist hero it's he, one of the it's definitely one of the ones i keep up with i think he has one of the best harems Best harem. I, oh, I like. I don't know about that. I, I like the girls in his harem. They all seem, despite some of them being elves and etc. Uh, I think they all feel very down to earth to me. Yes, that's a very good thing for him. For him and those all those characters. The only thing why I wouldn't say he's they would be the best is because I don't really believe any of them are, from an otaku's perspective, waifu material. Okay. Because, like, they're all his, and it's like, nah, you don't want to really ruin that. And even going past that, it's just, oh, no, these just don't work out for me. (laughs) (laughs) They don't play well for the fan base, essentially. Yeah, I I, I understand what you're saying, yes. But, yeah, I really, uh, when I'm like, Every one of those girls to me seems marriageable in one way or another. Uh, and heck, the way things are shaping up, he's not the only one marrying more than one person. So it, it's uh, kind of interesting the way that they've, it, you can see the other relationships forming up in these uh, polygamous, in this polygamous world. And it's, in many ways, it's done for very practical reasons. Exactly. Back when our history, when that was much more prevalent, it was usually done for practical reasons. Yep. Though I I recently watched something where someone said the way to correct Japan's declining birth uh, birth rate was polygamy. I don't think that's going to get through, but that I thought that was a very interesting (laughs) take on declining birth rates. From this, uh, this from this ex from this uh, quote unquote uh, expert. Yeah, no, I've read a lot of those kind of articles too. The ones, the only ones that really make sense is them reforming the way that they do their, their uh, focusing on work. I guess. Yes, that's All really work. the only way that they're going to probably fix. The All work and no play rate. leads to a declining birth rate. Exactly. That's something we got right here in America. Let's see. Uh, so, um, let's see. Uh, so you're on Twitter, right? Uh, and yes. uh, I'm going to make sure I mention at 
Estoff on, uh, I'll put that right up on the screen. And let's, I'll wrap this up at, by definitely thanking you for taking time. I know this was kind of out of the blue and really quickly, but I had been following you on Twitter and uh, took a look at some of the things that you've done and thought you'd be a, a perfect candidate to come talk with us. And I know you probably feel the same way that the, the barriers to entry to get your stories out there have been never been so low and that everyone who has a story deserves that opportunity to get it out there to be heard. So uh, if the people listening, if you like what you've heard today, uh, please hit the subscribe button, uh, WLNM. Uh, we hope to continue uh, to highlight the best that the independent creators have to offer. And if you are an independent creator and would like to talk with me, uh, look me up on Twitter at Zeke Changuris. I'll place that back uh, down at the screen too. So until next time, keep reading. This has been a WLNM podcast.